So Jesus, as a little child growing up in Nazareth 2,000 years ago, he did not have any physical mirrors in his home in Nazareth. And you may say, yeah, that makes sense. 2,000 years ago, a poor family from Nazareth wouldn't have physical mirrors that Jesus can look into. They couldn't afford it. But there is a more, there's a, there's a, a real deep spiritual meaning when we say that Jesus had no physical mirrors in his home in Nazareth. And with no mirrors in his house, Jesus, as a little boy, he knew his identity, he knew his value, he knew how good he was from how Mary and Joseph looked at him. Mary and Joseph were Jesus' mirrors when he walked into the house as a little boy growing up. How they looked at him when he walked into the room. The mirror could be a, a sign of expression, of excitement, of love, of goodness, not needing to say necessarily, Jesus, you are good. Jesus, you have value. But the way that they looked at him, that reflection, because that's what a mirror does, it reflects what's going on in front of it, that they were this mirror that reflected this love, this peace, this joy to Jesus that made him know and knew growing up as a little child, I'm valued. I'm important. I have identity. I have, I have goodness. And I have a great identity. And we think about this, right? Think about Joseph, for example, growing up with Jesus and Joseph is in the shed and he's building something as a carpenter and Jesus is there as a little boy and Joseph is just looking at Jesus and Jesus is just looking at Joseph and, you know, probably Jesus as a little boy just made this little thing out of wood and he shows Joseph and Joseph just has this, this smile, this, he's the mirror to Jesus, this smile, this, he's in awe of this boy, his son. Or Mary, if we can remember back in the Passion of the Christ, there's that beginning scene where Jesus is building this tall table and Mary comes in and she goes out to talk to Jesus and we remember that scene and Mary is just enjoying Jesus and he's made this thing as an adult, but he knew just by looking upon his mother, his mother comes out and says, what are you doing? And he shows her and she sits at the table and she jokes around and this expression of love, of compassion, even as an adult, she was Jesus' mirror. When Jesus looked upon her face, he knew he was valued. He knew he had dignity. He knew he was good. And brothers and sisters, because Mary and Joseph were Jesus' mirrors growing up as a child in their home, Jesus was then able to be a mirror to others. In today's gospel, Jesus tells his apostles, a little while and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me again. And this is taking place, this conversation at the Last Supper. Jesus is really, really talking to his apostles. He's looking at them deeply in their eyes. He's connecting with them. He's allowing himself to be a mirror for them now as an adult. He's telling them, I'm going to leave. I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified but I'll be back again. And they're like, we don't get it. We don't understand. Although they didn't get it, they didn't understand. There was a peace about what Jesus, as a mirror for his apostles, as they looked upon him in this distress, in this anxiety, in this fear, they looked upon him and there was this peace that just melted their hearts. Why? It's because those apostles knew we have value. We have goodness. We know our identity as followers of Jesus. We've been following you, Jesus, for three years. And if you say it and we look at you and you are our mirror and you are at peace, we have peace. We may not understand it fully, but 
we have peace, is what's going on in today's gospel. So again, Jesus growing up and having beautiful mirrors in his life, his parents who affirmed him, told him he was good enough, told him he had dignity, that he was good. Fast forward 30 years later, when he went into public ministry, Jesus was able to be a mirror for his apostles, who had so much uncertainty. And we're going to go into a world that was going to tell them, you're less than, you don't have what it takes, you're not good. And so we too, brothers and sisters, have many mirrors. We have many mirrors in our lives, mirrors that we look to, to tell us what my identity is. We have these mirrors that we look to that tell me if I am good or not. We have these mirrors in our lives that tell me what I'm worth. I go to this mirror, I look at this mirror in my life, and I expect this mirror that I'm looking at to tell me, you're good. You are worth something. You have an identity. We have many mirrors, other mirrors besides Jesus that we're looking at to tell us, you're valuable. You are good. Your identity is my child. So I'm going to talk about a few mirrors right now. Mirror number one that I look to to tell me if I'm good, if I'm valuable, if I, what my identity is, myself. Right? Think about it. Myself, all of us, we looked in the mirror today. And that mirror told me something today. That you look good or you're ugly. That mirror told me you look skinny or you're fat. That mirror told me you're good or you're bad. We all looked in this mirror. We looked in this mirror and we allowed ourselves, which is very dangerous, to say, I'm good or I'm bad. I'm good looking or I'm ugly. I'm fat or I'm skinny. And that's very dangerous because my perception of myself can really cause a lot of damage. I can't be my own mirror. If I am my own mirror, I'm always going to see something I don't like. I need to fix this about my face. I wish I could look like this. Why haven't I lost any weight? I am not good enough. I don't have value. I don't have worth. And that's a recipe for disasters, brothers and sisters. A recipe for disasters. And this is dangerous again because if I'm my own mirror, then I determine my value, my goodness, and my identity. There's this quote that I want to, just a few words, but it's amazing. Joy is looking at God. Sadness is looking at myself. Let me repeat that. Let that sink in. Joy, I want, we all want joy in our lives. Joy is looking at God. Sadness is to look at myself. And when I'm my own mirror, that's what I'm doing. That's why oftentimes we look in the mirror and we're not very happy with what we see. We're not joyful. We're not an Easter people. Easter isn't one day, we're still in the Easter season. If I'm looking at God and what my God has done, I'll have joy and I'll turn this world upside down. There's a thing called navel-gazing. Navel, the belly button. So when I'm constantly looking in, I'm constantly looking in at myself. I am my own mirror. Sadness, depression, fear, and anxieties kick in. And so that's the first mirror. 
Second mirror that we can talk about, this thing that I look to to tell me I'm valuable, I'm good. There is something very well here to tell me what my identity is besides myself. Another mirror is our celebrities. Right? We look at celebrities. When I allow celebrities to be my mirror, when I am allowing celebrities to set the standard on how valuable I am, how good I am, or determine my identity, this is very dangerous. We are on our phones a lot. And we're constantly looking and watching TV and looking at shows. And those people look very beautiful. They look very beautiful. And if I look at them and say, wow, they've made it. Look at their house. Look at their home. Look at this. Look at their body. Look at that. Look at this. They're a mirror. I'm going to feel less than because they're more than. They are superior and I am inferior. And this is a false mirror to look at. And when we keep our eyes fixed on someone else, like celebrities, other than Jesus, they then determine how valuable I am, how good I am, and what my identity is. So mirror number one, myself. Mirror number two, celebrities. Mirror number three, social media. Often we allow social media to tell me, again, how valuable I am, how good I am, and what my identity is. If I get enough hearts on Instagram, if I get enough likes on Facebook, if I get this or I get that, then I am something. We allow social media to determine if I'm valuable. I allow social media to say, you know what, go be a YouTuber. You have an identity now. You're big. You've made it. And this is dangerous. This is a mirror. This is something I look at. This is something I look into to tell me, what am I worth? And we're all holding this thing in our hands almost 24 hours a day. Because don't lie, some of you sleep with your phones. We look at this phone 24 hours a day, and this phone on social media is telling me what I'm worth, my value. And this is a recipe also, brothers and sisters, for a disaster. And the final mirror that we look to to tell me, you're valuable, you're good, you, are, you have an identity. This other false mirror is sometimes... Our parents. Parents, we can allow, or not parents, we can allow our parents to be our mirror. We can look at our parents to say, you're good. You are smart enough. You are finally, you have made it. And this is very dangerous, brothers and sisters. Right? We look to, the, to our parents to approve us. Some of us are adults today in our 30s, 40s, and 50s, and we're still waiting for our parents to approve us. We're still waiting for our parents to say, you are good, you are valuable, I'm proud of you, and we haven't heard it yet. And this is very dangerous because I keep waiting for my parents as this mirror to tell me, you are good, you have value, you have an identity. It's a recipe for disaster. Parents often want the perfect student. Get the perfect grades, right? Be top of your class. And if I don't have the perfect grades, if I'm not the perfect student, if I'm not top of my class, my parents aren't going to applaud me. But guess who will? Jesus Christ. Jesus knows we tried. Jesus looked like a failure when he died on the cross. And sometimes I don't have the perfect scores. Sometimes I don't have it all together. But Jesus knows what it feels like. Sometimes our parents want the perfect athlete. 
you better score at this game. If you score, then we're going to go get ice cream afterwards. If not, then we're not going to do this or that, or you won't get this or that. That's indirectly telling a kid, you're not good. You don't have value. You don't have an identity as my son or daughter. You didn't perform. Oftentimes as parents, right, we want our kids to get the most prestigious degree or enter into the most prestigious career. You know, mom, dad, I've been in medical school for a year and I'm just not feeling it anymore. No, this is not an option. You have to do this. I start to feel like I'm not good enough and I'm going to end up in a career that I hate. Or mom and dad, I'm engaged to this person and I'm not feeling it anymore. I I just think that we're not good for each other anymore. No, the invitations are out. We have to do this. You have to do it. Don't you dare. Don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass our name. What What message is this? What message are we giving? You're not good. If you don't do this, you're not good. You're not loved. And on this Mother's Day... We look to mothers, moms, we look at you. You have to be our mirror. You have to be like Mary as Jesus walked into that room every day as a child, as a teen, a a man in his 20s and 30s. And his mother was his mirror. His mother was his mirror. His mother did not have to say one word, but her facial expression said, you're good. You're valuable. You have an identity in this home. So moms, we need you. If you have a child that's 50 or 60, and you haven't told them that you love them, you're proud of them, we need to hear those words. So mothers, we do turn to you today and ask you to be our mirrors. So all of these mirrors lead to sadness when we look at them to determine our goodness, our identity, and how valuable you are. And so if I have all these mirrors up in my life and continuously look at them to determine my value, my worth, then I can't see how God sees me. I can't see how Jesus sees me. I can't see how Mother Mary sees me. And so, how do I do this? How do I let God look at me? How do I allow Jesus Christ to be my mirror? How do I allow Mother Mary to be my mirror? How do I allow St. Joseph to be my mirror rather than these fake mirrors? Practically, what does this look like? I'll tell you what I do. On my phone, when it goes into lock screen, I have a picture of Jesus just smiling. We grab our phone 30 times a day, 50 times a day, 190 million times a day. I can't put my code in or recognize my face. If you think about it, I have Jesus as my, count, as my picture on the back of my screen, which is, has this huge smile on, my, on his face. And he has to look at me. It's the phone looking at me to open up. It's the screen that has to recognize my voice, but it's Jesus on my phone who recognizes me before I answer that text message, before I get on social media, who's going to say, you're not good enough. Before I answer that text message from that argument with a parent who's another mirror. Another way that we can do this practically, right, is before starting prayer, don't open your book. Don't open your Bible. Don't start your novena. Don't pull your rosary out. 
sit for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and let Jesus look at us. Let him tell me that I am good. Let him tell me that I have value. Let Jesus tell me what my identity is. So that way I'm not looking to the world to tell me what my identity is. So quick, we grab our book, we grab our Bible, we have our rosary, ching, 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 Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Also, another thing we can do is we should put up a picture of Jesus, like I said, right? Try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to put up a picture of Jesus, again, smiling, the same picture that I have on my phone, on my bathroom mirror. Then I have to look at him before I look at my body. I have to look at him before I look at my face. I have to look at him before I go into a world in the morning after, I mean, after I go to look at him to leave my bathroom, to go to school, to go to work, to meet with people. I need to look at him to tell me, I'm good. Brian, you're good. You are valuable. You have an identity as my brother and I love you. Before I go out into a world that wants to tell me, you didn't meet your metrics. You didn't call this person back. You didn't do this. And the final thing we could do is we can just have a picture of Jesus right by our bed. And right before I go to sleep, I look deeply into his eyes. And he, look deep, and he looks deeply into my eyes. And he says, I love you. Good job today. You did your best. I'm proud of you. Don't be discouraged. Have no fear. I'm with you. So brothers and sisters, Jesus grew up in a house with Mary and Joseph and Nazareth that had no physical mirrors, but he knew his goodness, his value, and his identity from the way that Mary and Joseph looked at him because they were his mirrors. Instead of allowing Jesus to be our mirror, we determine our goodness, value, and identity when we allow the false mirrors of ourselves, celebrities, social media, and our parents determine our goodness, our value, and our identity, which is so very dangerous. And many of us will come forward to receive Jesus, our mirror, in the most holy Eucharist. And what will Jesus find in your soul, and what will he find in my soul? A soul that is allowing other mirrors besides Jesus be what determines their value, goodness, and identity, therefore always leaving us sad, disappointed, no joy? Or will Jesus find a soul that is not allowing other mirrors besides him, Jesus, be the only one who tells me my value, my goodness, and my identity, therefore leaving me filled with joy, with peace? So brothers and sisters, let us sit here for a minute and make a decision. Is Jesus my